Hi, this is Angela. Welcome to Shakti Stories. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Shakti Stories. I'm so glad to have with us the beautiful Alexandra Goldwell, a dear friend of mine who is also a speaker and healer, passionate about growth, possibility, and the future. Using clairaudience, clairvoyance, and tools uncovered from over two decades of practice, she assists individuals to release the past, reclaim their voice, and embody their authentic power. Okay, so here we are with Alexandra. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello, Alexandra. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yes, so happy to be with you. I'm so happy to have you on Shakti Stories. Mm-hmm. I know I met you a few, quite a few years ago, actually, I think, at a retreat where you were doing a talk on power. Yes, that conscious yeah. goddess festival. Yeah, the goddess That's festival. Right. Yeah, vagina talk. So we yeah. talked about power. Yeah. <laughs> so that was very cool. I was really intrigued to know you more, and now I've gotten to know you better mm-hmm. over the years. So. I'm I'm excited because I know you have lots of wisdom to share. Mm, thank you. Yeah. And I'm especially excited because I know you have lots to share around this topic of preconception. Yes. And it's something I've gotten more interested in now that I've recently done this doula course and mm-hmm. women, you know, in my practice and things like that are talking about pregnancy and, and mothering. And yes. so... I wanted to start there. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. I love it. I love this topic. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Can you share a little bit about what is preconception? What does that term mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, to me, um, it was new to me when I first heard about it some years before I got pregnant. And uh, so I investigated, you know, I was like, okay, that feels right. I need to do that. I remember feeling like, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. And so that was maybe a dozen years ago or something. And I really looked into it. So how I understand it and how I describe it is the idea of preparing ourselves and preparing our wombs and bodies. Mm. Um, but a man is also involved in preconception and can be. It can be the couple together right. um, preparing themselves and cleansing their bodies. Uh, but let's, you know, probably today we're mostly talking to women um, listening to Shakti, Shakti stories, right? Yeah. So, So we think of it as preparing ourselves before we're ready to receive the soul Mm -hmm. and preparing our bodies, our mental, emotional, spiritual, physical bodies. Right. Yes. All realms. Yeah. Um, So that we're ready to receive the soul and the soul Mm -hmm. doesn't have to carry our shit. Yeah. You know, the, the soul is um, coming into a clean environment as Mm -hmm. clean as it can. Yeah. Be, yeah. Nobody's right? perfect, like, and we no, don't want to put pressure can, on people. No, I can to... <laughs> tell you stories about my child and like yeah. what I was ready for, and yeah, yeah. So we do um, what we can. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're speaking to all these different levels, mm-hmm. and and speaking in a way about something that people probably on some level think about, but don't really talk about necessarily. It's not really something in our culture that gets explored. I know it's so strange because when I. So these dozen years ago, when I heard about it, I thought, like, why, what is, why didn't I know about this? Yeah. And, you know, being in psychology all, all my life, I went and investigated. So I found everything I could from other cultures. Yeah. And I found everything I could in Western psychology. Mm. And so for those couple years, I read, I remember reading a Tibetan book around preconception and oh, how... Wow. As soon as a couple was married, they had one year where they were very protected by the village. Ah. Um, you know, very mindful of their thoughts. Yeah. 
of their emotions, of their state, they're to, you know, to be relaxed and taken care of and, and uh, spiritually preparing for the yeah. soul to come in. Yeah. Uh, so that was beautiful, re- reading about some other cultures. And then in Western psychology, I just read every uh, prenatal psychology book that I could get my hands on. Yeah. And I learned tons. I just did like mm-hmm. a, an intensive for myself for a few years. Yeah. Uh, I've always loved research since going through a few psychology degrees. So that really educated me. And then uh, a good friend has written a few books on babies and preconception and the prenatal environment. Uh-huh. So learned a lot from her. Mm. Um, yeah, so I kind of got a crash course and, and at the time was cleansing my own body and preparing to have a soul come into my body. I love that. So did you know when you first got interested about preconception that you were I in knew that I stage? wanted to be yeah. pregnant. Okay. Okay, cuz yeah. I was in my mid 30s. Yeah. And I was like, okay, at some point I'm going to be in a relationship <laughs> and I want to get pregnant as yeah. soon as I can, you yeah. know, as soon as it's the right environment. Yeah. Um so it was definitely in my field and I had started uh feeling a soul with me all the time. Like mm. he before he was there a few years before I got pregnant. And I was like, okay, yeah, I know, I know. There's no father right now, but <laughs> but I'm getting ready. You know, wow. like, uh, so I did what I could to cleanse right. my being. Wow. Yeah. So at that at that stage where you weren't pregnant yet, but you you know yeah. you felt this soul. What kinds of communication did you write in a journal to this mm. this being? Did you yeah have any messages yeah. that came through? I think often it was just telepathic, like you know I receive information or it was common for me to have communication with the other side Mm -hmm. so it's I would just feel him you know at the time I didn't know it was a him you know and he's just in the non-physical form but I would feel the presence of the the soul Mm -hmm. and acknowledge you know that you're there Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have a lot of experience in back and forth communication you know so yeah. I was just learning as I go yeah back then and um feel more experience with that now yeah so yeah I did what I could I just I just knew that this being was there and that this being was waiting wow and uh I was looking for the father you know and yeah. doing what I could uh being on my own wow yeah and did you know, like, when you met the father, did you know, did you feel something there that this was... Yes, well, I had been in a relationship yeah. that I thought maybe it could be him, and mm. but spirit was like, and, and my intuition, or however you want to use whatever language to use, um, guided me out of that relationship. Mm. And... And then I had a gap, and I was I was really frustrated because like, oh my god, I'm at this age, and I'm waiting for this soul to come through. And I, there's no <laughs> yeah, not in relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I was guided out of that relationship, and then then I had a vision of the person that would be this this being's father, mm. and who I would be with. And so, yeah, after I had that vision of him, and then he showed up. Wow. He showed up a few months later. Um, and that he was Joshua's father. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And this is just interesting because I have so many friends who are in this stage of really, really? like wanting to get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're like, many of them, I'd say a few of them are in their late 30s and they're kind of like, okay, my clock is really ticking. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it's like, you know, when we talk sometimes, I'm like, oh, I mean, I 
I don't want to like, I don't want to be a cheerleader and say like, oh, I know you're going to meet him. You know, I want to be more kind of deep in, in, in the unknown. Yes, true. But then it's like, this is hopeful that like, yeah, starting that communication internally is, is going to unfold. Yeah. I mean, this is the work that each of us is meant to do is like clearing, um, clearing whatever's in the way, like our own struggles and frustrations and our emotional pathways that have all these ideas and misunderstandings and uh, ideas of separation and ideas of what doesn't come for you or what does or um, there's all sorts of things that we can clean out and life gives us opportunities to do that yeah um so yeah I know what that impatience is like yeah or that fear that it might not happen yeah um and each woman each person has to go through that on their own and I, I mean I highly recommend they get support in doing that mm. and and certainly in clearing the stuff when we're wanting to prepare the prenatal environment um you can certainly get some support in doing that because this is ancestral really yeah like it's not this just personal your childhood or something yeah. or your physical body eat healthy this sort of thing yeah uh it's deeper than that yeah it's those two but it's more yeah 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 i totally get that and even you know i took a neuroscience course course on sunday and they were saying how the hypothesis at the moment is that actually looking at the human brain it probably the infant would have developed in a time when there was four adults at the time when our brains you know most evolved so there was four adults to that one child like as attachment figures and that just really got me thinking of no matter who you are in this world even if you have grandparents that live in the same city and they are supportive yeah we still we still have so much um there's challenge for every parent yes you know there's still there's still so much um in the way of us just being in our our full, you know, kind of confidence and our fullness because mm-hmm. we don't have that extra... Yeah, that extra village kind yeah. of living. You know, yeah. we speak of the village, that, you know, that was once where there was a, just an abundance yeah. of healthy, whole, healed caregivers. And, you know, I don't know how far we have, back we have to go to really um, get back to a time when we had that because for thousands of years there's been warring and fear and scarcity in most cultures but um, we know like intuitively and instinctively and in our heart and in our memories somewhere deep we know that this is the way and this is possible and it once was or it's somehow right and I knew that and I want that for my child I continue to want that living in a city but um, I knew that as yeah. he was coming in, wow. uh, that it, the nuclear family model was archaic. Yeah, it um, is not the healthiest for a child. Yeah, it's not the healthiest for the mother, so therefore it's not the healthiest for the child. Yeah, exactly. The the parents have to be really well yeah. resourced. Yes, and so this brings us back to preconception because when we're clearing whatever in our history of our own abandonment, our mother's trauma, our grandmother's uh, isolation, like who knows what it was, I'm just using examples. That stuff cleared out is um, creating space for, you know, a relaxed womb for your baby to rest in. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. and that's what we want. Yeah. 
Uh, and we're responsible. We're responsible. We're the only ones that can do it. Yeah. Preparing that environment. That's how we change the next seven generations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just thinking too about people who are listening and and they might be like, okay, what, even when you're using the word clearing, they they might need even a little bit more description. Okay. Why don't you share what your work looks like in terms of clearing? Right. What that means. Um, so when I use that term, I mean emotions that have been held for a long time are released, uh, any pa- old pains, uh, sometimes called traumas that have been held for a long time are released out of the body. So mm-hmm. they can be released. Energy has to release out of the body in some way yeah. through thought, you know, through, uh, through breath. So mm-hmm. old thoughts might come out through the breath and the voice. Yeah. Old emotions, trapped emotions might come out through the tears or the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Toxins might come out through, and, and this is also great ways to cleanse, through sweat, yeah. right? Through our blood, yeah. um, through the shit, through the urine. Wow. Like, yeah. it, toxins release in many ways, emotional, mental, and physical. Right. Um, and we, once we're doing the work to, quote, clear, like bring them up to our awareness, yeah. we can have the understanding we need in almost an instant, just depends on where you're at and release it, then the body does the work. Mm. Um, we support the body to do the work. Yeah. And, you know, we use our voice, we can use the elements uh, outside for supporting clearing. Right. But clearing means basically, like every woman can probably relate to this, that you have toxicity in your womb. Yeah. And if you think of, have you ever had sex when you didn't want to. Yeah. That creates toxicity in the womb. Yeah. Have you ever been sexually violated? Have you ever been with a partner who, you know, uh, didn't really honor you? Yeah. Honor. Yeah. Not just was, you know, kind or okay. (laughs) I mean, like, when we haven't had that culture of honoring, uh, then that creates... um, stuff in the womb yeah but beyond that beyond our life you can think of that in your own sexual experiences but before that what about your mother what about how you're conceived how did she feel about sex right the parents having any shame and guilt that's what we want to clear also yeah and then the grandparents where did you have christian conditioning yeah did you have catholic conditioning yeah um you know buddhist hindu yeah conditioning that says be ashamed of your body be ashamed of pleasure uh, don't be totally free with your body. Don't be too this. Don't be too that. All of that stuff right. is what can hold up in the womb. So yeah. when I'm saying clearing, I mean, let's get that out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get that out. And that's because we want our children to feel great in their bodies. Yeah. We want them to feel really <laughs> awesome in <Yeah>. their bodies. <laughs> and it's not about just telling them that. Yeah. It's about the blood and the and the cellular structure and the DNA that you're passing on that's not carrying the the patterns the of imprint, shame, yeah. the, the imprints. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so important. Yeah, yeah, because later, you know, people do try to, you know, cognitively understand, like, okay, I should embrace my body, you know, yes, and they yes. start to try to often understand, but you can't from that place. I mean, it's it's a lot more work to sort of do it later you know true and yeah you know that you work with so many women yeah yeah and I've worked with a lot of women with eating disorders so right. it's that whole piece around you know the trauma 
of what actually is going on for them that makes them not feel safe in their body. Right. And it can be hard to track because sometimes it is implicit memory. Yes. You know, if it's before the age of three, you don't have an actual memory. And yet there's that pain of feeling alone or feeling abandoned or, you know, re- rejected or neglected. And mm-hmm. and it's not always, as we're speaking about, it's, this isn't about blaming parents or mothers. It's, no, it's, not at all. No, it's not at all a mother's fault. It's the fact that, you know, even at one point, not too long ago, I think it was like a decade ago, there was the whole sleep training where yeah. you're supposed to let the baby cry it out all night. I know. Right? Brutal. Yeah. So, so, you know, those are the, the, those are the kinds of things that are in our recent history that people are, are actually coming to terms with. Yes. And, yes. And we've had those experiences, right? Like yeah. what was your hospital birth like? Yeah. It's not that many people that were born in a non-medicalized environment yeah. or born without fear. Right. Because that environment contains so much fear. Yes. And the, the fears imposed on the on the mother and the fears imposed during the pregnancy, you know? Yeah. Um, what about this? This could happen. Da, 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 da. These, all these stories that have taken us away from the most natural thing in the world um, that's been going on for eons. Yes. And I'm so glad you brought this up. Mm-hmm. And I was asking you recently about your own birth, yeah. giving birth. And yeah. it sounded like you had a really beautiful experience. Yeah. Oh, it was hard. Hard, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> but, hard-ass work. And right. it was just, um, it was, uh, you know, it was really a reflection of my own life. And I learned a lot about my own patterning from the way the birth played out. Right. So you um, got like downloads in the moment. In those moments. Well, of- just later as I reflected back. Ah, okay. Um, it's, it was a reflection of some of my own beliefs about um, getting something birthed in the world. Yeah. Uh, is hard. Yeah. Or working hard. And that is, is a lineage thing. Yeah. That's an, under, that's a, an ancestral imprint that was. Yeah. Um, that's not now. But that was still in my body. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things that I look back on and like, damn, I wish that could have been easier. That could have been easier. <laughs> but, you know. but you did have a, it was a water birth at home. Right? No, I, w- I was, was in it? the water for hours, oh, okay. um, which was great. Yeah. And I really encouraged women to just have water, whether your tub or one of the bigger tubs, but it was really helpful for the process. Yeah. Um, but it turns out my little guy wanted to be born on land. Like, uh, you know, okay. on the, he was yeah. not in the water. Yeah. Um, and my midwife had said that sometimes it, it was more common for her. She, she'd been with hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of births, I don't know. Yeah. Um, she was near retirement. But anyway, she said it, overall she had seen it more common that it was second and third births that were in the water. Oh, okay. Interesting. Not that it didn't happen, but it was, it was just more common yeah. for second and thirds to be yeah. in the water. Yeah. So, yeah, he wasn't. And he didn't end up coming out in the water. That was kind of what I had wanted. Like yeah, that was part of I had this vision plan. of yeah, the, yeah. But it's totally but, my birth plan. Yeah, but he can't, he was it was on the living room floor. And, yeah, that's yeah, uh, outside of the tub. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the thing that yeah I had the impression of was that you had that support with the midwife and you had that feeling that everything it's going to be okay. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes, I was thankfully I found a wise woman. Like I said, at the end of her career, had seen so many births. She yeah. was so relaxed. All of the pregnancy, you know, like, and I had done that training and preparing for my, myself yeah. for, no, I don't, my body says that my body knows how to do this. Yeah. My body doesn't need a top-down model telling yeah. me or inducing ideas in my head. Like some, some yeah. deep memory was awake in me 
that um, no, it 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 knows how to do this. Yeah. Um, and also a key part of the birth was having other women there besides the midwife. So sometimes it might be a right. doula. Yeah, you had a couple of friends, was yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, and one of them had been at many births and acted as a doula. Like she had long, long time training as a as a naturopathic doctor and yeah. acupuncturist, TCM. Yeah. Um, so that was helpful to be with a woman that had had births. Yes. She'd given birth. Yeah. And she, she was also relaxed in it. That's nice. And yes, so I was supported. Yeah. I would not... I, it's not. It would not be my recommendation for a woman to just be by herself yeah. and her partner. Yeah. Um, although I think I think some women have had beautiful births that way, and um, but for the most, I think maybe for most part, most women, I would really love to know of more women being with women. Yeah. And being with mothers. Yeah. Like have your elders. Yeah. Maybe they're the same age. Maybe they've just given birth before, but. What about some elders that are just so relaxed about it? Yeah. Because when you bring in the field of fear, it's in your field. And yeah. I got to tell you, it'll be in your field. Yeah, for sure. And your baby picks that up. Yeah. And you pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend recently who gave birth and had about four women there. I think it was there was a friend of hers who was training as a doula. Cool. And uh, there was a bunch of people. So it was just... It was just fun. And when she described it, she was she was kind of describing this circle of women like nice. around the tub, basically. Yeah. And, and then that gave her partner the freedom to, you know, I think he played some music and I think he primarily was behind her, just yeah. sort of energetically supporting and it. didn't have to worry about you know, getting her a glass of water and all those things because that yeah. was taken care of by those women. Or being the only person, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. That, that could be a lot. Because that's, that's really cool for a soul to come in to an environment, to an energetic field that is um, well-supported. Yes. That's a resource. Yes. The mom is resource. Yes. And, yeah, so I really wish that for every woman. I think that does so much to change our future. Yeah. Giving our children that idea from the beginning. Yeah. And through the pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. So it's in the prenatal environment, too. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. And so in the stage where, you know, someone's thinking about wanting to get pregnant in this stage what kinds of things i mean like for example how how might someone sort of open that that energetic connection with the potential spirit that wants to come in or how what are other ways that they might be taking care of themselves and okay yeah so two different kind of questions like connecting with the the spirit that may be your child and how, what are some ways they can prepare their environment yeah. or, you know, yeah, do it. Basically, I think of it as a, having a preconception plan. Yeah. It's good to have at least a year. Um, but at any point, like let's say you're already pregnant or let's say it's, you know, you're already trying or something. Yeah. yeah. It's not too late. Like it's everything is gives benefit. Um, so my recommendation is to really understand the stories of those before you, right? your uh, parents, and yeah. then your grandparents on both sides and your great-grandparents, but especially the maternal line, mm. especially the mother's line. Do you understand those stories? How was your mom's birth? How was your grandma's birth? Right. How were both, how were they were born, but then also how did their children get yeah. birthed and what was that like for her? Yeah. Um, and the kind of resources that she had as she was parenting. Yeah. 
that is the type of stuff that we want to have cleaned out. Right. Right? Yeah. So seeing somebody who can work with that, um, telling, acknowledging the stories is one thing within yourself or journaling or telling a friend or something because it gives you insights mm-hmm. and it gives you, we want to make the connections just to your current life. Yeah. So you make those connections. If you see connections in your current life where you're still kind of living that or you know it lives in you, uh, then I, I would do some work. I would seek out work yeah. to clean out the body. Yeah. There's different methods. Um, if you go in with intention to, I don't know, a method of breath work or, or go into your yoga practice with intention, I want this cleaned out. Yeah. Whatever emotions are trapped in my womb, yeah. in my heart, the patterning. And it, so some of that you're getting, it's helping you step by step. Yeah. You're talking to a therapist. Um, and when you get stuck, when you know it's bigger than what you can do with the existing tools you have, yeah, just find a resource. So someone like you, Ange, that works with women a lot, someone like me that is working with womb healing and um, clearing the lineage. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I would recommend, is working yeah. with a woman. Definitely. And finding those who have experience in the area. Yeah. And then you can also just read and understand more. And like I said, use all the tools you have mm-hmm. to cleanse. Mm-hmm. With your intention, that's powerful. Yeah, I love that um, You point. can do sexually, sexual healing. Yes. If you're in a partnership where your partner is up for that with you, yeah. then a lot can be healed through our sexual connections together. Yes. So that's something else to learn about. Yeah. It's like, how could that be done? And this is all new. We're not really trained in, how do I talk to my partner about that? What yeah. does that really mean? Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can learn from somebody like me or just talk to somebody that's done yeah. some of this before. Yeah. But we, we want to clear out the womb. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to ask you a little bit more about this. I know that you um, traditionally trained in the, the typical counseling yeah. um, approach and you have your master's in counseling but you also shifted into work that opened up more channels of, you know, information. And, right, right. And so tell me a little bit about if someone was to work with you, like what, yeah, what your what that looks like. Yeah, so at some point, I mean, my master's in counseling was a long, long time ago and I was working through my all my training in psychology. So I've got thousands and thousands of hours as a therapist. And at some point I chose to not use that term so much because I was using so many other tools. Yeah. And at some point, you can imagine after thousands of hours of sitting and hearing stories that I have just become a master at observation. Yeah. So when you're silent observing people for thousands of hours, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like I would just see so much in the body and mm. be so silent. And I began to receive many years ago information about the person. Mm. So a voice would tell me, ask her about her womb ask her about sex, Mm. ask her about her shoulder. Like, I would never know what's coming up, ever. Yeah. And, but my opportunity is to be an open vessel. So, so I began to train in that and I had a mentor at the time and yeah, so I I just did that always as a counselor. I used that voice and guidance in my, my being and my body. And would you call that an intuitive voice? Yes, it was totally an intuitive voice and what I understand and the term I use now is clairaudience. Right. Because voices have all, have come to me now for 20 years. Mm. Um, and also some people might be more familiar with the term clairvoyance. 
So when somebody works with me now, I'm using these tools of clairaudience and clairvoyance to tune into what's most needed or what most needs to be said is most helpful for this person in front of me. Right. Um, so we would, it's not like traditional counseling where you come in and tell me a story. You're going to come in and tell me a little bit. Tell me what your intention is. We tune into that intention together. And then I begin to ask questions Yeah. about what to focus on and where the healing opportunity is. Mm. Then, I mean, I'm opening myself to receive the information and I'm opening myself as a channel. Mm. So I never know what's going to be said. Yeah. Uh, or done really sometimes I use my hands sometimes I might sing I don't, like with women you just never know what's needed for the body and yeah. it's healing um, but we get silent for a few minutes and then uh, I receive information so sometimes I can see into your memories um, uh, another time in the timeline mm-hmm. your ancestor oh we need to here's your great grandmother let's what happened to her or Yeah. You know, anything could pop up. Oh. Anything. Yeah. Uh, a past life. Um, or it could be all about your current sexual relationships or who knows what. Yeah. Um, so I tune into what needs to be discussed without you needing to tell me a bunch of story. Yeah. And then we go right there for how to heal that. Wow. Um, so for instance, somebody yesterday, uh, she tells me the intention. I tune in. I begin to speak a few things. It's hitting her, like I'm just with her field. Mm. It's hitting her and she's having some tears and mm. um, she's speaking some things. She's having a bit of memory and that can be moved through very quickly. So we want it to release through the tears mm. and the voice. And then, you know, we come out and we discuss it a little bit and then we go back in. Often I, I want to see the most that we can do in an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, And really bring the light back to that body, to this woman's body and to her womb. Yeah. Um, to continue to um, cultivate the, the somatic memory mm. of safety. Yes. And truth. Mm. Safety and light and openness, like truth. The truth mm. of who we are. So divine. I love that. So sweet. Yeah. And just this pains and experiences of the ancestors and ourself in this life uh, are in there. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, as you, as it moves out, I tell you, you just feel lighter. You yeah. just feel better. You feel more true to your, you feel more authentic. You feel more, like, settled. Yeah. Every woman must find that safety in her body. Every mm-hmm. man must as well. Every yeah. person. Yeah. Okay, it's, just, it's apart from gender, but yeah. I'm just thinking a lot about uteruses right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> like I have this gendered uh, images. Yeah. Um, but every person, it's your responsibility to find that safety in your yes. body because that is the truth. Yes. And you're the one here to heal your ancestors. Yeah. And they're cheering you on. They're totally cheering you on. I love that. And supporting you. Yeah. Like they love you so much. Your guides love you so much. You have so much support. And the work is just has so much reward yes yeah wow I love that yeah yeah it's it's so beautiful just those images and I, I love your directions of being just so safe in the body and just working on being so present mm-hmm. that sounds like something that's kind of you know it, no matter what angle you you come from mm-hmm. 
that presence is is so powerful. Yes. Yes. That I mean, ultimately, that's what we all want is to yeah. just feel deeply safe. Yeah. So you can just like be your free, happy, joyful self. Yeah. You know, or whatever you're doing in your life. <laughs> Um, and if you don't feel safe in your body, it's very distracting. Yeah. We get caught up in filling time, filling the body. Yes. Toxins, dramas. Yeah. You know. um, yeah. So it just is so lovely and relaxing to feel safe in your body and in yeah. your own being. Yeah. And that's the nervous system energy that you yeah. want your baby to have. Yes. Your baby gets your nervous system. Yes. The combination of yours and your partner's. Yeah. And this is so great because, yeah, as I was mentioning, I've seen um, a lot of people, people with eating disorders or people um, like UVC students who are very stressed to the max. Mm. And, you know, all of these cases, the nervous systems are just like very, like, you know, activated. Yeah. And, and, and that often is my message is kind of like, I try through my voice and through, you know, creating a, a comfortable space. Yeah to um to nurture people so that they can see that hey there's nothing in the next hour that you need to accomplish or need to fill the space with you know and yeah and and i think you just you make a great point there because i think people people just generally don't realize that they feel unsafe because they look around you know if they're a student at ubc everybody is stressed but the exam is the kind of the filler you know or the books are the filler but it's like it's not really about that it's yeah yeah, it's yeah. You get this with me, right? Yeah, like, it's not about that. <laughs> yeah, we can make all these reasons why I'm yeah. busy and yeah. stressed and stuff, and I have done the same, right? Yeah, everybody knows from our own experience. Yeah, if you live in the modern society, so, yeah, it's um, like these familiar patterns, and yeah. yeah, a lot of times they go back to not always the big t trauma, you know, like a feeling of your life being yeah, you know, in danger, but but all, like most people are walking around with with traumas where moments where they felt, you know, unsupported and unconnected and scared or, yeah. you know, yeah, isolated or, just or the, ashamed or... Yeah the, yeah, the ridiculousness of, like, I don't know, being, I'm just by myself, I'm doing this all by myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm pursuing whatever. Yeah. Um, Feeling like the weight of the world almost, like, yeah. for some, yeah. Yeah, some absolutely can, or the weight of their family, or yeah. the weight of I've got to accomplish something. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a relaxed, safe body to be in either. Yes. Because um, a relaxed, safe body, you know, it's your soul still wants to experience um, all its gifts yeah. and give to the world, yes. you know, and learn yeah. and be curious and um, take in and information and love and um and we could do that in, from a safe body yeah it doesn't have to be from a goal of accomplishment or a goal of achieving um yeah so it, yeah. that all that stuff that we observe now in ourselves and in our society it still is originating from conditioning yes from the family and from the lineage yes right? Yeah. And this is this thing I want the current and future generations to really be well versed in. Yeah. Um, Because that's where our freedom will will come. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Well, I love that you've brought in, I'd say, dimensions that I haven't necessarily touched on in other interviews yet. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, the the ancestral line has been, maybe it may have been touched on, Mm -hmm. but you've really, uh, I think, painted a, a picture of how people can 
really kind of, you know, turn back and, and look and very clearly see, even if they don't ne- know necessarily, you know, from words what the story was, mm-hmm. they can see, oh, there's some patterns here that I, I need to give back, yeah. you know, and I've, I've had people do that too, of handing back to their mother Great. some patterns and then their mother has the chance she turns around and passes it to her grandmother and for safe measure the grandmother yes. before that right and then um, you know it's like at the end maybe it's placed in I, I give people an option like a cave or a you know someone said a swing like whatever place they want to yep. place it yeah yep. exactly and um, and what, what they want it to ultimately um, how they want it to be released because really it's it's that's you know the work is the inner work mm-hmm. it's not like yeah all the situations in our lives you know they, they all those things change mm-hmm. when you're coming from a place that's that's more free mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah more and that, you know i want i want you to feel good you know yeah. like i want you to feel great yeah i want you to enjoy your life and yeah. your heart and your relationships right? yeah um yeah that. so it's worth it man yeah it's worth it to to get stuff up and out and and it can it can happen so fast nowadays. Yeah, it doesn't. You don't have to sink into deep, dark days of depression yeah. if you have the right support. Yeah. Um, if you have the right support and key. Are, and yeah. tools, yeah. then stuff can move really fast. Yeah. Like efficiently. Yeah. 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 No, I get it. I think yeah, having support is so key in in the process of mm-hmm. releasing it, and ultimately you you know you embody that and and become that, but to it it makes so much sense that to have another who can you know be there with us yes you got to find people yeah um who have just gone further down a path yeah you know if you're walking down a rocky path um or like along a mountain ledge or something it's great to have that person yeah that is a trail guide yeah they have walked this path so much yeah they're so comfortable with yeah it. they're so safe and you're like, whoa, I don't know if we're okay around this next corner. Yeah. I don't know. I'm turning back. Yeah. <laughs> and this is exactly what people do with their work of the psyche. Yes. Is they go, no, I'm not going there. I'm turning back. I'll just sit here. Yeah. I'll just sit here for a while. Yeah. And if we don't have the adequate guide, um, then you can just really stay stuck. Yes. Yes. Uh, I love that. And you don't need to be on your own. Yes. Right? Like yeah. You don't you want, want to be well, walking it's, yeah, it's an not, unknown trail by yourself. Yeah. It's more fun with other people. Yeah. You get support and you're like, oh, I'm confident this person knows. Yeah. They've been there. Yeah, exactly. It's not natural to do it all alone. No. And yeah, I, I love that analogy. And I've, I've recently said to people um, that think of me as the therapist, as a fellow traveler, but I'm holding the flashlight. So I'm going to kind of go, oh, yeah. look over there, you know, oh, right, right. check this out. And, and that way it's, it's clear that it's not this, you know, Freudian kind of like, I'm going to analyze everything and write it all down mm-hmm. and not tell you and, you know, tell someone else or something <laughs> about you. You know, it's, I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with you or anyone else that's wrong with you. It's not about looking for the problem. It's, yes. it's so much more about looking at those, yeah, unseen areas so mm-hmm. that we can empower ourselves. Yeah, we have a full 360 view. Yeah. And we feel safe 360 yeah. all around us. And we, we're moving ahead. Yeah. Because we feel supported on our back. There's no scary goblins and monsters at our sides. Yeah. And, uh, or if there is, like somebody knows how to, and they're out yeah. of the way. Yeah. Uh, and we just keep moving. Yeah. And Love uh, it. expressing and maybe even dancing your way along the path, right? Yeah. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, well, so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I yeah. I feel like we could chat and chat. Totally. Is there any last thing that that you feel you know any last message that you have or do things feel pretty complete there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My message is from your children. I have a message that um, your children born now or future born love you immensely and want to come be with you. You already have a soul agreement with them. And those beings are bringing you information to support you, to prepare. And those beings, like, they're, they're so powerful. They're so bright. They're so bringing so much light uh, for the earth right now that it is asking us to be able to hold a different energy, a different vibration, some people say. This is part of, this is the work of preconception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And those beings, these, your future children, um, want to come and rest in an environment of love. Mm-hmm. And when the environment of the womb has this shame and guilt mm-hmm. of the ancestors and, and previous births, that are still in your blood and your body or previous sexual experiences. Um, It's just not an optimal environment. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that, I mean, that's what they would desire. Yeah. Or or desire for you. Yeah. And when I say that, because I've talked to other women about this, I want to bring up that when you've already had children or you're already pregnant and you're like feeling guilty now, this is the mother's guilt thing. Mm. Oh, I didn't do enough or I don't have that or my child. It's not about that. Once, once you recognize what you might be holding in terms of your own grief, guilt or shame, that's the time. That's the time to do it. Mm. And you can do it. That's what I... I really want you to know that, that Mm. it's possible. There are resources. Get the support and love around you that you need. You so deserve it. Mm. And uh, it will be a joy on the other side to move that stuff out. So bless you and your babies. Oh, gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you again so much for joining. Yeah, thanks, Ange. Love you. Yeah, love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us at Shakti Stories, where we are empowering feminine bliss.